We're going inside the Great Pyramid. The Great Pyramid, which is so amazing arithmetically, geometrically, astronomically, archaeologically, and in the current instance, prophetically. Because as we go inside the Great Pyramid, we're going to look at the chronograph of the Great Pyramid, relating time and distance, basically. Now, of course, the theory of relativity does that. Jesus related uh, time and distance when he said, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to your own lifespan? Well, a cubit's a system of measure, and your lifespan is an age. So Jesus linked the two together there. And the Great Pyramid does that too. It links together distance and time. So you can let the Great Pyramid sort of act as a prophetic chronograph. But to do that at the scale of an inch for a year, which is a scale that uh, pyramid students in the past have used, and it's not an irrational or unfounded scale because the inch, which is the basic part of the English system of measures, is directly related to the royal cubit and the sacred cubit, which Sir Isaac Newton said was used in the Great Pyramid, but most people recognize the royal cubit was used in building it. There's a direct relationship between the system of measures of royal cubits and the English system of measures so that the inch becomes a certain part of the royal cubit. And so when you're measuring something in inches, you are connected to the system that the Egyptians used. So letting an inch be a year, which is a rational system, you have to first come up with a date that's somehow marked in the Great Pyramid. So we've mentioned before that Sir, uh, Sir John Herschel, the famous British astronomer, is the one who first started looking at these uh, these descending passages in pyramids that have a north uh, entrance, which almost all the, the pyramids of the fourth and, and many of the fifth dynasty do. And so you do find that by looking at that, you can sort of ascertain the years in which they were built based on the angles of, of uh, this passage and also uh, you know, the latitude involved. And so uh, Her Herschel measured the Great Pyramid, looked at the Great Pyramid, and he said that the only time that, that a pole star or a star would shine all the way down this passage, all the way down to the descending, uh, the uh, subterranean passage, was in 2141 BC. That that date was definitely the date, a year before, a year after, just would be way off, that, that the pole star, Draco, shone all the way down. So, so that date, and also there's a scored line inside the Great Pyramid. My, my team studied uh, the scored line, and. October 6th of 2018, when we were inside the pyramid there, the scored lines are parallel to each other. They run perpendicular to the floor of the descending passage. Uh, they're uh, almost halfway down, right about there. And so those point to uh, the Pleiades, which are uh, the set of seven stars that are inside the constellation uh, Taurus. So I think there's some special meaning to that, but that sets the date, so Adam Rutherford says, of the vernal equinox of 2141 BC, that that's when uh, the light of Draco shone down this passage and the scored lines pointed to the Pleiades. So now we have a date that's fixed inside the Great Pyramid's chronograph. So if you take an inch for a year, if you come down this way, the point here that would represent really the exodus, you've got the downward course of the world, but then, uh, you know, the law is given, uh, the, the, the Jewish dispensation, there's some, some, some light into the darkness. So that's the idea behind calling this the Exodus date. That gives 1453 BC as the date here. Now, 
those of you that might know that there's a controversy about when you date the Exodus, well, one of the schools of thought in terms of uh, setting the, the time of the Exodus gives a date of about this date for the Exodus. So there's a, a group of uh, historians that say that's about the time of the Exodus of the, of the Jews from Egypt, okay? So 1453. Well, there's 1,485 inches, pyramid inches, between here and the beginning of the Grand Gallery. And so that's about the number of years until the time of Christ. Between the Exodus and the birth of Jesus and his resurrection. So again, you have indicated in pyramid inches starting from a known year. We come to a very significant event in Judeo-Christian history and another very significant set of dates. So let's look at a close-up of this area right here, uh, right over here. Okay, so this, this is a close-up of uh, the, the junction point of the first ascending passage and the Grand Gallery. And so if you extend the Queen's Chamber floor line to meet the first ascending passage, some researchers have called this the Christ Triangle because there are 30 inches to the point that if you, if you take this point on the Queen's Chamber floor and take it as a circle with the radius over here, there's 30 inches to that point. So Jesus began his ministry when he was 30 years old. And then if you go straight up to where the Grand Gallery begins right here, there's 33 inches between the point where the Queen's Chamber floor hits the first ascending passage floor to where the Grand Gallery begins. So 33 years is how old Jesus was when he was crucified. So the Grand Gallery, which is, has such a huge rise, a 28-foot ceiling rise there, indicates architecturally there's a, a great something great is happening. You're going from this tight, low first ascending passage to this grand gallery. And that symbolically by the years is the year that Jesus was resurrected, which is a, you know, a huge, a huge thing. Well, think about it. Not only a huge thing in relationship to Christianity, but all these texts, these pyramid texts, the book of the dead, the book of the coming forth by day, of the one who would be coming back to life. Jesus' resurrection is, in a sense, the fulfillment of all these prophecies and all this, this, uh, the, these hieroglyphics and all these texts about, you know, the, 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 the rising from the dead, the coming back to life. And so it's, it's a huge point in, in really Egyptian theology and Christian theology, the idea of somebody, you know, resurrecting, of finding their way back to... Uh, you know, Osiris and, and, and Orion. So uh, that shows how the Great Pyramid prophetically, using an inch for a year, a scale related to the ancient system of measures, following the, the, the very specific passageways in the Great Pyramid, you have this indication of the time of the Exodus and Jesus' birth and his resurrection. Well, uh, let's take a look at something we've shown before. So, um, if you go to Giza here and take an angle 
using the, you know, the 30th line of latitude that the Great Pyramid sits on, and you draw a 26 degree angle in 26 degrees, 18 minutes, which is the same angle as the upward passage system. Okay, so from the Great Pyramid in Giza, 26 degrees goes through Bethlehem. And if you take the 26 degrees down, again, the 26 degrees off of this 30 degree parallel, it goes right through Mount Sinai, where the giving of law was right after the Exodus. So the two points that we saw inside the Great Pyramid revealed prophetically, chronologically, are also revealed here uh, in terms of where they actually are. The pointer of the angle to the upward and downward in a sense. And there's even symbolism in that because Mount Sinai, that's the giving of the law. You know, the, the law leads to death. It leads to legalism. Whereas you know, resurrection is a coming to life. So the upward 26 degree goes to Bethlehem, which leads to ultimately resurrection. The downward 26 degrees goes to the legalism of the law, the death that's inherent in trying to be perfect through the living of some written code. So the Great Pyramid indicates geographically and chronologically two major events in Judeo-Christian history, the giving of the law, the exodus from Egypt, and then the birth and the resurrection of Christ. And so it just seems incredible to me because we've shown how, you know, the, the inch is used as a prophetic indicator. It goes right along with these major passages that are inside the Great Pyramid. We haven't invented any other structure. We haven't looked for secret rooms or anything. Just using the existing scored line, the astronomy of the date indicated by that, measuring inches, and we, we have these two major events. It's, it seems hard not to conclude that there was a prophetic knowledge that to come was a Christian religion, and that all the Egyptian cosmogony and theology about the Pharaoh coming forth by day, you know, the Book of the Dead, is fulfilled in Christ. You know, you could say it's fulfilled in other ways, and that's great, but the, the, it, it seems like they're pointing to the Christian fulfillment of all those hopes and dreams of the Egyptians of coming to life, of, you know, the, 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 the Osiris becoming Horus and bringing to life. And so Jesus was a man. He was killed. He rose again. He reigns from heaven. The whole theology of all the hieroglyphics and of all the Egyptian Book of the Dead is really fulfilled in many ways in the person of Christ in his resurrection. And I, I think that the Great Pyramid pinpoints that. That's like a major, it seems to me, it'd be a major teaching of the Great Pyramid. So, something to ponder. The Great Pyramid. Geologic, geometric, astronomical, archaeological, prophetic wonder. Amazing.